Has your marketing gone bitter or sour? Sit back and enjoy top shelf strategies from the search bar, where we're serving up insights for your digital marketing to work successfully. On today's episode of the search bar, we're joined by Jeanette Berrios, VP of corporate marketing at Symphonic Distribution to discuss how As one of the first employees of a music distribution company founded by her husband, she successfully grew a marketing department from scratch. Jeanette, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure here. I'm going to start off with your roots here so that the listeners can get to know you a little bit. So can you tell me about where you are from and where you grew up? So I'm originally from Puerto Rico and... um yeah, I'm now, obviously we're here in Tampa. I've been here in Tampa for almost about 15 years. Um, I, I've i always had an inclination kind of for the arts, particularly, you know, really tight with my art teacher growing up. And nice. in high school, she like let me like, use a lot of like the resources and like, let's say in, in art class. And I was that person that if you're running for something in school, like I was like, I'm going to help you out. Creating nice. posters, you know, for like, <laughs> you know, like the... The whole like uh, student council and stuff like that. So I think like I've always been a promoter of such, yeah. um, and I, I I really wanted to study marketing, but unfortunately, uh, my parents were like, "No, that's not a real career. <laughs> you know, you have to study one of those big five. You know, like you got to be a doctor, a lawyer, architect, and such." So so yeah, so I, I started in science and biology of all things, and I remember my art teacher back then when I got accepted in college. And she saw that I was going to biology. She was like, biology? Like, you're going to study biology? I don't see you doing biology. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of good at it. Um, but yeah, you know, like, uh, eventually I ended up in business school, um, still studying, like, finance and economics. I do, like, numbers. Uh, and then, um, and then you know, like, obviously life brought me here. And that's where I, you know, where I met my husband, that he had this distribution company. And, um, and essentially... You know, back then when I started, it was like literally 10 years ago. There were so many roles to fill, obviously, right, you sure. know, being in a small business. But I started, it was essentially kind of like doing marketing, helping with reporting. I had my own business as well for a few years. So I understood kind of like the hustle, you know, of like yeah, yeah, yeah. having your own business. And and I didn't have an issue with like, okay, well, we need to do whatever it takes, you know, like whatever we need to do to, you know, get these things done. Then, you know, like I'm, I'm willing to kind of learn whatever you need to learn, you know, because, like, there's so many resources now online that you can, you know, just learn so much. So, so yeah, so I was doing a little bit of, like, marketing, uh, helping with, like, some of the reporting, pitching the music, because we do pitch music to all these different stores, you know, like the Spotify's, Apple. We can okay. present our music to those stores for so then the artists can get opportunities, you know, within the platform. So, so I was doing a little bit of that as well. But, but yeah, you know, like, obviously throughout this process, I've been learned, you know, I've, I've learned a lot about, SEO, obviously, you know, social media, content creation, um, just a lot of different facets of in terms of marketing. That's that's amazing, Jeanette. Thank you for sharing that. You know, you mentioned, you know, definitely a lot of hustle in there, right? I'm sure there's also a lot of grinding as well, kind of going through a lot of things um, that you kind of uh, had to get through, kind of, you know, being so early on um, in the company. But it sounds like at an early age, you already knew what you were passionate about, kind of, you know, on the artistic side, uh, on the art side of things and kind of helping promote there. Um, so just want to dive a little bit deeper into um, how um, you went about growing a marketing department there at um, Symphonic Distribution. Yeah, so 
initially when we started, you know, I think like the, the biggest hurdle that I had at first was like, okay, creating content, you know, like I needed, mm-hmm. a, let's say like a graphic designer. I needed somebody to help me with a website. Right. Um, cause those were the days that we were kind of early on. And like, essentially back then it was like Facebook, uh, Instagram had started, but it wasn't picking up as much for like businesses. You know, it was still like a photography app. Essentially. Right, right, right. You remember this? And then uh, Twitter. So, our first move was like having a graphic designer and essentially like I started at the company like in the summer and that graphic designer started in December, okay. literally like, and, and interestingly enough, he's still with the company. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so he's like, you know, he's fam. He's from the OG sure. crew. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, I needed somebody for, you know, they got, like I said, for graphic design because back then, unfortunately there wasn't Canva. Canva nowadays is like a great resource. Like yep. it can take you pretty far, you know, if you have like, at least a good understanding of aesthetic and balance and, you know, like how, you know, some like an image is done properly, you know, yeah. but, but they give you so many templates. So, so yeah, so he was the one that helped us out, you know, obviously now creating a lot of content and then also the website, I needed to redo the website completely. Yeah. Uh, Cause it, it, it was a little bit antiquated, you know, it was like, I look now we look back and we're like, Oh my God, cringing. I was like, that was the <laughs> website. But, but uh, yeah, like I think, and even, and honestly, like once we redid our website, because obviously then at that point we already understood a little bit more about SEO and, you know, like, right, just, you know, right. like the basic components of what a page has to have and your right. keywords and all this, it looked incredible. And like, I remember that was like around 2014 and literally that was a year that we had like an incredible spike, like everything, like, I think like it really turned around for us, you know, like having that web presence. So you think the website is uh, the main reason you had that big growth yeah. And I, I really do think like a website is really important. I even was talking to a friend of mine that she just got a business. She started like a, I don't want to go into to do though, but she started a business and, and she's counting on word of mouth. And I'm like, I think you have to do a website. You know, yeah. you definitely have to well, do it. Even if it's word of mouth and people hear about you, they're still going to search for you, yeah. right? They're going to look for you online. Exactly. They want to like, see your work. They, you know, like they want to see a little bit more, yeah. like even maybe the story about the company. Right. You know, sometimes people have inclinations to supporting different types of businesses. So, um, yeah, that website is really important. And even even going even a little bit back when I had my own business, I had back then Yahoo had like this like Yahoo business um, kind of portal that you can like build a website, you know, drag and drop, very simple kind of concepts. Mm-hmm. And they also offered you like the email address, you know, like that goes with like the business, the, yeah. you know, like obviously like your... Makes you look much more legit. Yeah. And I remember that that website also, like people would think that it was a huge company because of, of the perception right. of the website. Yeah. Um, and, um, and yeah, and my, even like when I... I I met my my now husband back then when I you know I still had that website running. He's like, "Wow, this looks really good. Like it looks like it's like a huge company. So it's a huge, uh, you know, it's like it's an important piece of, of, a, of a business. Yeah, and being able to be and now with um, obviously learning techniques with uh, search engine optimization, then people can discover you anywhere. You know. Yeah, exactly. So you you realized early on I need help kind of with the design with the graphics. You brought in that person. You realized we need to work on the website, right? Um, is that, I'm assuming you've just built onto that from there. Um, what other people have you brought into the marketing department? Yeah. So after that, then, uh, I think then the next piece was going to be a social media coordinator, you Mm -hmm. know, somebody that can then handle the social media. We also had a newsletter that goes along with it. 
So that was kind of like an important piece for us, you know, and, and in order to, and, and we also had expanded into like having other um, social platforms as well, like other presence in Latam and, uh, and other web properties that we had. So, so I think that was the one that also like. And tell our audience what's Latam. Oh, sorry. It's like a, uh, Latin America, Latin America. So like uh, at times it's like shortened into Latam, sure. you know, Uh but yeah, that one was the next piece. And, and because we work with creators as well, like, you know, musicians and record labels and such, they're also creating a lot of content themselves. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's finding creative ways of like how to maybe create more roundups or like providing opportunities to showcase those artists. Because right. in, in that process, then if they get recognized, they probably share the content. You know, a lot of them share the content. And in that process, and then we get more referrals because they're kind of basically giving us more brand awareness right. through these opportunities. So social media was a really important one. Uh, and then after that, uh, we have like a, a really big focus on education, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously now the independent music sector has uh, grown tremendously because of the access of information. Right. Before, if you wanted, if you were an artist and you wanted your music and any online platform, maybe you wanted your music video on MTV, you had a rec the record labels were the ones that were the gatekeepers of all that information. That, that was a long time ago when there yeah. was actually music videos on MTV. Right? It's <laughs> yeah. been a while. Yeah, yeah. So, so these, uh, you know, these record labels were the gatekeepers. So now there's so much information online, you know, that that essentially you can you can learn how all this works, you know, and how mm. you, the music makes money and how to collect it. Uh, because and beyond just like the music getting streamed on these platforms, there is ways that that artists can make, um, can earn a living from their music. So that was our role to like educate. So that's where also I got in a content writer, somebody yep. that can write okay. me blog posts, yeah. you know, about the industry. And, uh, and it, in that process, we also use a little bit, we have like two strategies. We use a little bit of SEO in terms of like, okay, what are the must haves, you know, the content pieces that we need based on the different services that we have? What are the main questions that always have to be answered? But then also take the approach of like, you know, social listening and, and maybe go to Facebook groups, go to Reddit, all these places that people are having conversations and saying like, what are the questions that they have? You know, because at times, you know, like I remember in the pandemic, um, you know, people were looking for like, oh, what are the platforms that you're using to stream your live music? You know, like shows that people are doing in their own homes. So. Yeah, we did like, you know, we would do roundup posts of like, hey, these are all the other platforms besides Facebook and Instagram or YouTube to do a live, you know, because there were some that were um, focused on, on musicians themselves. So, all right. Thank you for that, Jeanette. So next up, we're going to talk about the time to grow here at uh, the search bar. And so I'm just curious, you know, how you became an expert in so many aspects of digital marketing. Um, you've named so many already. So early on in the podcast and so many hats that you've worn so many things there, but throughout your career, um, how did you um, pick up all these different aspects of digital marketing? So I think there's like a twofold. It's like based on the needs, right? You know, like the business needs and trends, because this is something too, that as you know, all these things change constantly, at least right. like when it comes to like social media, there's like new platforms that are coming in. Uh, how to, how can you apply it to your own business as well? Uh, you know, from like, Obviously, like the strategy that you'll have there, what's the tone, what sort of content you're sharing. So I feel like it's it's been a little bit of like, okay, what comes to the market, right? And for us, um, musicians, like being in the music industry, musicians, whenever there's a new platform, they are the ones that can use it the quickest, right? Mm -hmm. In music. 
because they can use it in however shape or form, right? Uh, they can get creative with it. So I think like being able to learn of all these, plot, you know, like let's say these different aspects in digital marketing, it's because of the need because I'm kind of, I feel like we're in the trenches of like marketing because artists are so creative themselves and right. and there's so much that goes into their own strategies when releasing albums and projects, yeah. right? And, and how they have to consistently create content. So for us, we are always providing education on how they should be doing that. And okay. when like a new platform comes out or a new feature, like how can they use it? So throughout that process of explaining to them how to use it, then we are constantly also learning too mm. of how all these things operate, you know, cause right. you, you just have to kind of like stay in the game kind of thing, you know? Um, so it's been really interesting because it's like learning the tools, how do we execute with those tools as well? Or those yeah. features, you know, that, that all these, you know, different social media platforms offer, but then also from a business perspective, you know, like we have to market ourselves a little bit different too than, you know, like the musicians. So, you know, we have to learn about SEO, we do a lot of like inbound marketing as well. We use HubSpot also for like our mm -hmm. onboarding and that experience for the client um, and uh, lead generation through guides as well, you mm -hmm. know, and, and and trying to, you know, creating these funnels to obviously get more people through through the pipeline, you know, through yeah. our pipeline. So it's been, uh, you know, like at least we've had a very, like we have a unique position in, in, in terms of we work with so many creatives and that they can use all these platforms, you know, to market their music. And through the education, then we've been able to, like, always, you know, staying relevant, you know, with, like, okay, what are the latest tools and how does it work and such. I love that. So on the one side, you're educating others, right? So your your clients and musicians um, on how to use the tools. And at the same time, you're learning how to use the tools because you have to educate others, right? That's, yeah. a, that's a really unique position to be in um, there. And so um, what has been kind of the uh, – is there any – current trend or kind of a recent trend that you've seen that you can give as an example of kind of where a musician um, started doing something You're like, oh, that's really cool. We should be doing that as well. So I know that this is like, you know, like what's the expression when like hi lightning hits once, you know, kind of yeah. situations, but and coincidentally, it's something here, a, a local story, uh, but TikTok, right? Yes, TikTok, of course, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously even through the pandemic, you know, it blew up and there is a correlation with you becoming popular in the platform, right? Your music going viral or being right. used. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then actually creating streams for the artist. So there's like a, um, she was a client of ours. She already now is picked up by a major record label and her name's Dochi. And her song basically went viral through the pandemic and it was like a video of these, like a glow up, you know, of you when you were in, in middle school or elementary school. And right. now, okay. you know, people yeah. love sharing, you know, like, oh, you know, like their glow ups. Yeah. So song went viral. And I love like particularly what I love about her story is that it's like the industry came knocking and she showed up because, you know, sometimes these can be like one hit wonders. And it's like, yeah. oh, will the person have, you know, the drive, the, the motivation, the creativity to kind of continue that, you know, like right. lead that path still. Um, and, and she, like, I consider her, she's an entertainer. You know, she's like not only, obviously she's a great songwriter, um, but then also like she's just a performer, you know, she's an artist in, in general. So, um, yeah, she's now, you know, like been charted in Billboard. She has performed in BT Awards. She played in Coachella, 
you know, she's have like huge drive and she's a, she always represents wow. Tampa a lot, you know, like yeah. they kind of like gave her now like the, the name of like, she's the swamp princess, you know, like, so we're <laughs> considered Tampa's like a swamp, you know? Yeah. So they've done a lot of visuals around that. She was also on Jimmy Fallon and everything. So she's That's fantastic. Yeah. So I feel like I know it's different, you know, in terms of like, okay, like a business and how that can apply. But I feel like it's definitely paying attention to, you know, like paying attention to these different platforms and something like TikTok, you know, depending on the type of business that somebody might have and, you know, it's different type of content. Right. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but at least like key things that I would say there is like, you know, for any business, it's like not being afraid of creating content there. And like, obviously it's a, it's a specific audience, right? We know that it's yep. like a younger audience that's going to be there. But if you feel that there's a fit, you know, for your business to be in TikTok, go for it. And and making sure that, you know, like we we actually were able to talk to like one of the reps there at Spotify, at Spotify, at TikTok. And they explained to us like a little bit of like how the algorithm works and, you know, best practices. Nice. And, um, and at least like our biggest takeaway is that, whenever you know whatever type of content you're creating to be consistent with that type of content you know not to mix it up too much because i know that for instance like there's there can be like funny things that you can do like let's say the trends and all that stuff but right. they are a platform platform that number one they don't want to be associated with dancing oh interesting uh -huh, they they're okay. trying to like, like pivoting move, away from uh -huh, that. they do not oh. want that to become a dancing app right you know so um so knowing that, think that it's like, okay, we don't have to always be in the trend and be doing dances because right. that's not even what their algorithm is like going to be condoning, number one. And that, and for us, like we, you know, like we're, we ourselves are kind of okay, navigating it and, and, and learning a little bit more about it. But ideally it cannot be, you know, like if you're, if you want to do funny content and maybe like the business that you're in can be funny, then go for it. You know, mm -hmm. like do the funny stuff. And the algorithm will pick up that, oh, you're a funny person in podcasts or you're a funny person in X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Right, you know, right. like that you're an entertainer. But, you know, if you're going to educate, then educate. Everything should be education. So it doesn't like so it doesn't kind of like mix up your algorithm thinking right. that it's like, oh, you do funny things and you do this. And no, you have to stick to one type of like type of content is what they recommend. That's fantastic. That's a, such a great piece of advice. Right knowing that like kind of TikTok is kind of pivoting away from the trends and the dance and the funny stuff to, you know, if you're talking about one thing, keep talking about that. Yeah. If you're making videos about one thing, keep making those yeah. videos. And I feel like that even applies no matter where your marketing is. Once you start building that audience, that audience expects certain things from you and you want to continue to give them that and kind of be consistent there. Yeah. So it's really interesting that it almost seems like TikTok's kind of maturing um, yeah. in mm -hmm. that, in that way there. Yeah. No, and, and literally, like, for us, like, what we're now going to be doing is, like, okay, we want to, obviously, they want you to to be creating a lot of video content in there, but mm -hmm. um, our strategy there is, like, at least four videos, you know, four videos a week, or, and at least if, if we can't push out the four, three of them have to be educational, and one is a trend, you know, to mm -hmm. still, yeah. it'd be, like, more balanced into, like, the educational stuff. Got it. Okay, so four videos, so TikTok takeaways, four videos a week, and make them consistent. Yeah, ideally... If you're going to stick to a, a type of video, is it a how-tos, then stick to how-tos. Mm -hmm. If if you're going to be, I don't know, doing funny funny videos about your specific industry or little scenarios that happen, then stick to that. But just stick to one type of piece of content. I like to still balance it out because, you know, it is, it's nice. So, like, every now sure. and then, you know, jump into something if, if it's relevant, you know, right. and, and you can think of something funny to do with, like, a trend that's going on. But 
but stick to stick to one thing. Yeah, you said you said the key word there, relevant, right? You don't want to force something, right? Mm-hmm. Just because other people are doing yeah, it, yeah. you don't need to do it. Exactly. That makes sense. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jeanette. That was awesome. Um, let's get into some barrels of wisdom, as we say here on the search bar. So it's uh, the name of the podcast. And so my favorite question is, what's the last thing that you search for in your search bar, Jeanette? I'm going to switch it up. I'm not going to do a search bar, you know, like your traditional Google. Okay. But because I think like now I've replaced Google with ChatGBT. Oh, wow. Okay. So now we even at the office, we have a name for it. It's Theo, like uncle, uncle, <laughs> chat, <laughs> Theo chat. Chat. I love that. Yeah, no, honestly, like, like uh, even being completely transparent, obviously, like we we were just here and we were thinking about, oh, what should my mixtape name be for marketing or whatever. Yeah. So, I literally I looked it up and there was like it gives you some ideas. Right. Recently, I'm gonna be hosting a uh, or Symphonic is gonna be hosting. Uh, it's like our annual festival, like a music festival, and it's gonna be an e-board crowbar. And uh, I created, for instance, I created my sponsorship deck, right? You know, like with all oh, the about and the different yeah. sponsorship tiers. And I was like, okay, so, and and in that sponsorship tier, in the sponsorship deck, sorry, um, I have like, okay, who's the audience? Who comes to this like festival? So top, top uh, attendee are college students, right? Mm-hmm. So I went to yeah. ChatGBT and I was like, okay, what are the top local companies that have college students as an audience? Which that would be traditionally something that I would look up in Google. Right. Yeah. But ChatGBT is going to write me a little article explaining me each of the different companies and what do they do. So I found a couple of companies there that I'm like, okay, I can reach this, you know, I can, I can reach out to these, right. to these people, you yeah. know, like look them up on, you know. So I found like, for instance, the bank, a bank that has uh, banking, uh, you know, like uh, alternatives and loans and stuff for college students. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to reach out to these people. Yeah. You know, like. It helped me out, but That's great. but I did want to you know like talk about ChatGPT because as a marketer, it's a great great tool. You know, like I I even joke in the you know like obviously we joke around like I I think I'm I'm like a a sponsor you know like for him. I'm like <laughs> an influencer you know for for ChatGPT because there's so many things that you can do with it like from like obviously creating content right. Let's say you're mm-hmm. you you're a marketer and you need to create blog posts you know for your company. It's a great tool that you ask, you know, you can ask any question and it's going to give you almost like an article almost written, you know, for yeah. you. Um, we have a content writer and she does a lot of, you know, she does a lot of research, but I've, I've told her, hey, go into ChatGPT, it's totally fine, you know, yeah. and, and look up because there might be a couple of little extra points, right? Little points yeah. that you haven't been able to, to come up with, um, even for ads, for ad copy, mm-hmm. it's great too. Like I've literally have punched in there. Um, I need to create four ads that have this amount of characters that are for musicians and producers, record labels and artists promoting X, Y, Z services. And it will spit you out literally. Okay. Image one producer in a studio. And then it says that, you know, again, it'll give me the copy. Right. Uh, there was even one. Cause like I normally with our ads, we'll normally do like, yeah, like you, you have like your, Somebody singing, something in the studio, you know, like maybe somebody in a concert, you know, like watching somebody. Yeah. But it, it gives you sometimes, it'll, it'll give you little ideas that I was like, oh, wow, I've never thought about this. Because one of them was uh, just people in a dance floor. It said uh, people in a dance floor. I'm like, dance floor, you know, like, yeah. And, and then what the, does that mean? Uh, and then the copy was um, bring your music to a larger audience. 
Mm. Mm. You know, because like yeah. still, like you want your music to be played in right. clubs, and you know, so so as a marketer, I think like you know, whenever these tools come around, it's like maximize them. You know, you can use them for a lot of things. Like even yeah, I can tell you back to back so many stuff. Like I literally. <laughs> Uh, South by Southwest. We participate. You know, we we attend that conference in Austin. Yeah. Um, and recently they had, uh, you can submit panels, panel ideas, right? Right. So I literally put in there, give me panel ideas for music distribution, for publishing, sync. You know, all the services that we offer. Yeah. It gave me a you know, several ideas. There was one that sounded very South by, because I, I told ChatGPT that's for South by Southwest, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it gave me one. It's like building, it was like a building long-term campaigns for your music, you know, long-term campaigns. Yeah. You know, like it's like uh, yeah. a long-term campaign. That's different, you know? Right. I submitted, it got picked. Oh, and it wow. was from ChatGPT. Fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely, I'm a fan. So I think, you know, that's like a recommendation. Now I don't go to Google as much. I'll go to I'll go to ChatGPT. Yeah. Tia, Tia Chat. Tia Chat. I love that name. So, so many awesome things you said there, right? Um, and I love what direction you kind of took that question with the search bar, right? For traditional search for SEOs, it's scary, right? Because now people um, aren't going to Google being whatever's out there to find. They're, they want to have a conversation. They want to have a more long-form answer versus just 10 blue links to click on, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that was a great way to kind of answer that question. And also, don't be afraid to lean in to chat GBT, yeah. right? To take to, to use it. It's a, it's a tool, you know, and as uh, marketers, you know, you want to take advantage of what those tools are, right? When TV started, you would have been stupid to not put ads on TV and use the visual medium going yeah. from radio to TV. And I think the same thing with chat GBT, you're stupid if you're not using it yeah. to some extent, right? Um, of course, you know, there's, um, it's still early on, right? And, um, but it can already do so much early on. So where do you think it's going to be? Where do you think it's going? Do you have any idea yeah. of where we're going to be like in a year or two with chat GBT or AIs like that? Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting kind of world. And, and even for us, you know, in, in music distribution, like things move so quickly and we're, you know, cause we're technically also tech, you know, we're in the tech space as right. well. And it's like three years, like literally, I, I think maybe at this point it's four years ago, but four years ago when Spotify started, there were people even hesitant to putting their music on Spotify. Cause we, we were in that, that, uh, we saw that, that change from like download to streaming. Right. You know, so we were, big deal, we yeah. were, we were there in that piece. Wow. So, uh, and, and when Spotify started, everybody was like, oh, who knows? You know, we loved it. The people that, you know, like we were in the music industry. So we we're like, oh, this is great. You know, like yeah. you can have access to all this free music. And, you know, obviously you, you pay for, you know, like, but it's like nothing. You know, you pay, what, $10 a month, you know, for yeah. it. So it was like, it was pretty inexpensive. So, you know, and, and back then nobody wanted to, you know, like upload the music. And now everybody wants to get featured and, and be in the playlist, you know, then that's the only thing that people talk about, you know, like being on Spotify. So now with this AI, I'm super interested in seeing like what comes about because not a lot of people are using it yet. You know, there's some people mm-hmm. that are now they're sold, you know, cause like now you can make music with AI, a graphic design. That's another thing too. Like even an example, like we've been using like an AI tool that, uh, that Adobe has mm-hmm. and essentially like, you know, any sort of image, you know, let's say somebody gives you an image and you're like, wow, I wish this image, 
were longer, you know, because I needed to be longer yeah. or wider, whatever it may be. Yeah. And now there's AI tools that complete you the image. Oh, wow. Like literally like, yeah. and, and this is an example that just happened to us. Cause like we did a photo shoot um, with our merch that we wanted to start using, like, you know, like pictures with our logo in it, you know, like uh, yeah. uh, artists and such. And literally we had one picture that we loved and it could, it could have been like our, our, the picture for our, for the main site, you know, the front page, but I needed it to be longer, you know, wider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was longer. So AI helped us build all around it. Wow. It completed the picture. Uh-huh. It completed you. the picture, the size wow. that I needed it. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of, th- you know, like whether, you know, from, yeah, from like the content creation piece of like writing, you know, research is going to be different because I feel, um, right. There's going to be a wealth of information out there. I do feel that it's still like those AI tools are still learning because like you can't just like nowadays, like, Oh, blog post, I'm just going to copy paste it, you know, in here. Like there still needs to be a personalization to it. Right. And especially when it comes to like, let's say when you have a blog, you kind of have to like, you know, do link building and add links and, you know, like just certain different things sure. that you have to do. Um, I think for for the content creation piece, like visual piece, I feel like that might have, that's going to advance a lot too. You know, so any sort of image that you may need, like I secretly think like you can probably will be able to type into something like Canva and be like, I need an image that this, 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 and that yeah. with a person that does this and, and that it might be spitting it out for you. I think we're almost there. I mean, I've seen yeah. it before, yeah. you know, where you're getting, you're giving the input and you're getting an image out of yeah. it. Just, uh, it's, it looks really maybe wonky or janky, whatever you want to call it right yeah. now. But, um, it's getting better yeah. mm-hmm. by yeah. the day. Exactly. It's crazy mm-hmm. how yeah. quickly it's learning yeah. and evolving. There. So I think that, yeah, that, that, you know, we'll be able to like, you know, marketers will be able to create ads, you know, like maybe yeah. you don't even have to do a photo shoot. I don't want the guy over here. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. Yeah. No, but, uh, but yeah, you know, like maybe you don't have to do a photo shoot, right. you know, like maybe you can just like go and just be like, generate Hey, it, I right? need a person that looks like this, that has a shirt that has my logo, that is in a forest, that is a whatever. Yeah. And you can tell it exactly what it's going to do, you know, like do or be. Um, I've been hearing now or reading now that with these uh, AI tools or particularly, let's say, ChatGPT, what people have to get better at how to ask the question. Right, you the know? prompt. Uh-huh, right? Like, That's the key. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, and and I think, like, when, like, if I can say, like, from when I first started using until now, I've gotten way better at it, you know, at asking the right question, you know, because sometimes you forget one little detail. It's like, oh, yeah. what, what they spit out. Oh, I needed out. this many characters yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, or, like, yeah, like, for instance, I told you that example of, like, uh, when I was looking for ideas for, like, companies to reach out to for the sponsorship, yeah. I put, like, okay, I had put, originally um i had put tampa companies right i put tampa companies uh you know that tailored to college students right but when i put tampa companies then it gave me big companies i was like oh, i don't need i don't want like you know i can't talk to the bank of america right, or like right. or walmart you know yeah. it's like i need the local person yep. you know like the, yeah. the local business you know and i changed i added local tampa yeah. you know okay and that's when it gave me the right you know like than the right answer but and that tends to happen a lot so it's like i think people are going to be able to master a little more yeah. similar like how it's happened to with like google that right. traditionally in google say, right? you know like you let's say for us it was like music distribution yeah. but now people are like music distribution that focuses on electronic right. hip-hop dance you know people switch up their uh-huh, search yeah. queries right yeah understand you know if i'm googling pizza 
I think that Google's gotten smarter too. When you see Google Pizza, the first five were like pizza.com, the Wikipedia definition of it, and Domino's.com. And then Google realizes, wait a minute, if someone's searching pizza, they want to get pizza delivered. They want that local pizza shop. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it's uh, interesting kind of see, you know, how that's happening on the chat GBT front as well, that it's, you know, maybe it's going to start asking you questions. And it's like, hey, did you mean local or did you mean big Tampa yeah. here? Mm-hmm. You know, no, maybe? and and I I just, when I was messing with it, and I recommend this to any, you know, like, let's say a listener or even somebody that's starting a business. Like, I literally asked it. I was like, just for curiosity, I was like, build me a marketing plan. Sure. You know, for yeah. some phonic distribution. Yeah. And it says, do you have some time for me to ask you some questions? Oh. And nice. it was going to, you know, and it started asking me some yeah. questions, but then I was like, meh. You know, I was like, <laughs> I don't, you know, like, I was like, little much. Uh, yeah, because I was like, do I want to put all this effort and then it tell me things that I already know? You know, maybe when I have an intern or something, I was like, hey, answer all these questions because right. it was like a lot, you know. Right. But for somebody that's starting out, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why not? You know, it's, I'm sure it's going to provide you ideas. That you so many different think, applications. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I think we dove really deep into ChatGBT, which I think was awesome, right? And kind of, how it can be used. And I think the number one takeaway for a listener is just try it out, right? Just get your hands dirty, lean in, figure it out. It's here to stay, right? It's not going away. We're going to have to learn how to use it as marketers. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great tool. Cool. So I'm going to pivot a little bit to the the artists, right? Because we talked about earlier, you guys help out um, artists to promote themselves. Do you have any... um, tips right now of how artists can stay ahead of any trends in the industry or what's working right now? So I would say for musicians and artists in general, like I think it's important to like find some sort of publication that is your go-to, you know, for like staying up to uh, date and trends. Um, Obviously I'm going to be biased, but you know, for us blog.symphonic.com, we really do have a great blog to the extent that at times, like we were even talking about this uh, like this week I'll go to conferences and people will come over and be like, wow, Jeanette, the blog, it's so great. Your newsletter, you know, like, uh, such a they always, compliment. yeah, like literally like not too long ago, I was in Puerto Rico, first person that I see, they're like, oh, how are you? By the way, the blog, I, like they're always talking about the blog and the yeah. newsletter. And yeah, so, so I feel like it's to stay afloat. is like, you have to find your publication, mm-hmm. whether it's one or two to stay ahead, you know, like knowing what's going on. I do it too personally. Like I have my go-to, you know, websites that I like to, you know, like visit. Yeah. Um, one of them is like a social media examiner. I don't know if you've ever like seen that mm-hmm. social media examiner. Yeah. I think they're really great. Uh, Later.com, which is like that Lincoln bio company. They, ha- they're, they basically yeah. run Lincoln bio. It's called later.com. Okay. And they have a really, really, they have a great blog that always stays afloat with like Instagram and TikTok. you know, because obviously, this link in bio concept always goes in, you know, in platforms like that. Mm-hmm. But I think they do a great job. So I think it's like, yeah, knowing, uh, you know, having, you know, it's you we, in this industry, like you have to just constantly be learning, essentially. You know, you have to be uh, willing to learn and grow and, and stay relevant. You know, those are the people that kind of stay afloat. Don't stay stagnant. Yeah. The moment that you're comfortable, there's a problem. Gotcha. I always kind of feel that, that it's like. The moment that you feel like, oh, I'm doing okay, and you stay, you know, like, then you, you don't, you stay stagnant, then you're like, oh, I think things are good. Right. Then that's when, when the problem, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, that's when the problem is going to begin. Jeanette, thank you for sharing all that for the artists, um, kind of staying down that path there. Um, are there any upcoming events that you can share here with us? 
So uh, we're in the planning stages now. We're going to be probably announcing in the next couple of days uh, our one-day music festival. It's called Vibes of the Bay. Uh, it's going to be September 30th. It starts at 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. And it's always, like, a great event for us because, like, we, we really like to showcase, like, all the local musicians that are, like, the ones, like, killing it, you know, like, yeah, the best yeah, ones. Yeah. And it's all different genres, you know. So you're going to see, you know, from folk to bombe plena, uh, dance music, rock, hip-hop, a little bit of everything. Um, and we try to, like, it's almost like a, like, we go by BPMs, you know, like, from, like, slower to, like, you know, slower to the not, the the more, like, let's say, more lively stuff. Yeah, a um, little bit of everything. Yeah, and there's food, there's a market as well. Um, we also are going to have, like, a live painter, which um, we're going to auction out a piece. Um, we always nice. have a cause that goes, uh, f- you know, along with it. Yeah. So this year, uh, our cause is going to be the Arts Conservat- Conservatory for Teens. They're out of St. Pete. It's a great organization. Uh, they promote, you know, like, music and arts, uh, theater, dancing, um, so really happy to be able to support that organization. But yeah, September 30th, save a day, 4 yep. p.m. at Crowbar in Ebor. Crowbar in Ebor sounds like a lot of fun. It I is. Like it's the, a great time. It really is a great time. Awesome. So let's get to the perfect pour. Um, we sent you a Mad Libs, AK fill in the blanks story to help create a marketing mix tape for up and coming artists. I want to see what you came up with. So. The name of the mixtape is going to be Conversion Disco. Conversion Disco. Okay, so bringing back disco. Yes. Donna Summers and everything. Yeah, because you got to have fun. It's got to yeah. be groovy. And you got to focus on conversions. Because I think sometimes we get, you know, like people can get carried away and just like creating content just because yeah. or because you think, oh, this is going to be a good piece of content or whatever it may be, let's say like in social media. But at the end of the day, you have a goal, you know, so you have to make sure that um, that whatever type of content you're putting out is being receptive, right? And mm-hmm. that it's being receptive and it's bringing you in the most conversion, you know, whatever that may be in yeah. your industry. I love that. Keeping mm-hmm. that front and center, that focus, what are the goals? Yeah. Not just creative for creative sakes, not just content for content's sake, mm-hmm. but actually helpful, right? That's yeah. answering people's questions that they then convert and whatever yeah. you, and do whatever you want them yeah. to do. Yeah, and I think, like, the content pieces will speak to, like, will, you know, if you, it depends on, like, let's say what type of tools you have, you know, right, for, like, monitoring and reporting. Um, I We personally use Sprout Social. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great tool. Yeah. Um, gives you a lot of reporting. I love, too, that they also have, um, like, a competitor analysis that you can plug in other, com- you know, like, your competitors yeah different platforms see what they're doing um, and see what's working for them, yeah. you know, essentially as well. So, so I think that that's important conversions, um, setting up your goals in Google because mm-hmm. now, you know, you can set up goals. If there's like a specific landing page that you want, you know, that, that represents a conversion for you, whatever that may be. Um, and yeah, monitoring that, you know, and then, and whatever it's working out, then, you know, continue replicating it and, you know, pivot. I love that. So conversion disco is the name of the mixtape. Um, what are the two ingredients um, for this mixtape? So they're going to be consistency and creativity. Nice. Yeah. I think uh, the biggest one to me, like even like when I always look back and like, you know, let's say 
me in this role with this company or even it can apply to many things. But but I feel like it's really important to be consistent, you know, to stay consistent. Sure. I feel like at times I've I've seen that people like, oh, you, you try something out a couple of times. Like, let's say you did it like three or four times ago. Like, oh, it didn't work. You don't know yet if it's working or not. You got to give it time, you yep. know, like, and and be patient. Um, and, and, and it can apply in so many things because it's like you got to be consistently learning. You got to be consistent. See, like if you you're you have these different social media platforms, like you have to be consistent, you know, like in, in your posting, you know. So um, and, and I always like uh, I saw this like little quote once in one of those little little desk calendars that I got once, right, you know, okay. and I always steal this line, but I truly believe in it. It's like uh, a drop of water every day can make a hole in a stone. So you got to be consistent, yeah, you know, and I that applies that. with a bunch of stuff. Like yeah. you want to work out and you want to be in shape. You got to be consistently working out, you yeah. know, like, uh, yeah, it's like, I think it's like you're going to apply it for everything. And then I put in also, um, you know, which are, it's being creative, you know, like creation or whatever, yeah. because I think at times like, yeah, you can, you have to have fun with it. You know, like you are, we are here creating things, creating different pieces of content, whatever it may be to bring people in. So it's like, being creative and, and, um, yeah, have fun with it. You know, I think it's like part of my role here too, is like, I am creating content, you know, like I am a content creator essentially, just like in different forms. Right. And, and, uh, you know, being, being also, you know, particular about how it looks, you know, like the feel, like, sure. you know, like branding is very important as well. Um, but I feel like it's that just like being consistent and being creative, you know. That's fantastic ingredients, and I think, you know, that really creates an awesome, we usually say wine bottle, but we're doing a mixtape today, right, with Symphonic mm -hmm. there. So just curious, this blend that you came up with, that mixtape, who's it best for? So I think I'm going to say that it, it it's for marketers, but it can be also for, like, entrepreneurs too, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because, like, you always have to, you know, be consistent, you know, like whether it's like staying afloat with like the trends in your industry or whatever specific industry you're in. Um, you know, you, you have to be, I feel like when you are in business, you have to be, a, you have to be open enough to be a constant learner, you know, cause like you just have to always, I don't know, keep learning, you know? So mm -hmm. whether it's like about your industry or for personal development, it's always, you know, it's going to be important. And um, so, yeah. And then marketers, you know, like, having fun with it, you know, like have fun with it, essentially, you know, when it comes to like being creative, that it's totally fine to explore. Obviously, I know that, you know, with companies, different companies have different guidelines and restrictions right. of where you can take that brand. Um, but I feel like now, more than ever, people, you know, in this new generation that's coming up, you know, like Gen Z's, like, they can smell if something's not real. Mm, so yeah. I feel like, Human, authenticity authenticity and yeah. humanizing the brand you know and sometimes like taking you know the curtain down yeah you know is is not a bad thing you know kind of getting that peek behind the scenes yeah how mm -hmm. the sausage yeah. is made yep 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 I love that. So, very yeah. cool well i think that was really the perfect pour jeanette thank you for joining us here on the search bar it was a pleasure having you on as a guest um again september 30th 4 p.m. Crowbar, Ybor City, right? Yep, Vibes of the Bay. Vibes of the Bay. It had. It has also been awarded by Creative Loafing the best local music event. Wow! So, 
you got to check it out. That, <laughs> I'll be there. I yeah. hope everybody else joins in as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so thank you again. And cheers to you. Cheers to everyone listening. Thank you so much for joining us all at the search bar. You can connect with Jeanette and myself on LinkedIn and follow along with our journeys. We'll add the links to connect with us directly um, in the episode description. And of course, if you have any SEO or digital marketing questions, reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. As the CEO of Digital Neighbor, you can probably tell I love talking about all these topics, marketing, SEO, everything that's out there. And we hope we filled your glass with digital wisdom. And we'll see you real soon on the next episode of The Search Bar. Thank you.